welcome to the Monday Night Horror Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the human Norse database, Corey Mack. He- he- hello. Oh. <laughs> it is who we're looking for. Of course it is. You went limp. <laughs> I was like, this is lower than it was a second ago. <laughs> That's what she said. No, so it's living legend, Mike. It's showtime, folks. <laughs> Woo! You've been planning this for two and a half years, haven't you? <laughs> the long con, yeah. <laughs> Since day one, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh, WCW, WWF were the go home show for one WWF for Unforgiven. Yep. I forgive them. Yeah, I don't. You haven't <laughs> seen the card yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. I mean, yeah. The Mindy War Stories. <laughs> yeah. WCW is just being WCW right now. Easily going down that hill. I will say that they... <clears throat> I think they did a good job this week. They matched the, the type of show they had mm-hmm. with the city they were in. Trash-ass Cincinnati. <laughs> hey, shout out Brian Pillman. Yeah. Well, he was smart enough to live in a suburb over in Kentucky. So... Ooh, and when it's better to live in Kentucky, you have fucked up. <laughs> Yikes. Also, fuck the Reds. So Cincinnati. Fuck Barry Larkin. Piece of shit. I did have a Reds hat one time. You would, <laughs> asshole. But I bought it for like at the dollar store. <laughs> Pay too much. On, on for 50 cents. Yeah. Half price. Half off. Yeah, it was half off. So let's get into this week, shall we? For September 20th, we're one week away from my birthday. Can't wait for that. 1999, we're in that beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm. Right? Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Saginaw. That's only thunder. <laughs> only thunder emanation from Saginaw. We Saginaw, start... Michigan, better than Cincinnati. <laughs> Saginaw. Hey, hot takes. <laughs> go hot. We're going to come in hot, and we're going to go Monday night short. We're going to start off with a recap of last week with Sid running wild. Goldberg finally telling Sid that he's next. Ric Flair returning. Sting and Luger attacking Flair. Hart and Hogan making the save. Uh, Hogan saying that he's going to challenge them for a match because this one's for him, but also for attacking Ric Flair. Who he has so much love and so respect So much for. respect. It's like January through March never happened. Nope. Uh, we get highlights from the main event of Hogan Hart versus Sting and Luger. Uh, DDP running in and hitting Hart in the face with a baseball bat. Yep. Damn, Luger. I will, uh, I will say... For some reason, they get these recaps right. They're a really good length, mm-hmm. and I actually enjoy them because a lot of shit happens yeah. <laughs> in these two companies. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I got that. I remember. Uh, then we get the montage of the promo about Sting, about how was this his plan all along to turn his back on WCW? The most blatant no, it wasn't. <laughs> history in the history of wrestling. It was there, not. <laughs> the, we should have seen the clues. <clears throat> should have given us a clue first. <laughs> well, what about the multiple stings? Uh, I put I blame Barry Wyndham for that. <clears throat> I just love how like for two for two straight years those multiple stings attacked Sting every chance they got. <laughs> but yep. they ended but it was that his out. idea yeah. to bring him in. Uh, Sting joining the Wolfpack to get closer to Kevin Nash. Yep, he is big, sexy. Showing up at random spots in the arena, and then Alex Wright showed up and he fucking left. Yeah, well, I'm out. See you later. I didn't show that part. Funny enough, deuces. Uh, commentary brings up that at Halloween Havoc, we get the uh, <laughs> five weeks away at Halloween Havoc. Five weeks away. Oh, Jesus 
Fuck. Hogan it, versus Sting, round four. I just want to take this moment to remind you now that Ooh. we have three WF pay-per-views in between now and Halloween Havoc. Fuck, man. <laughs> Hope you guys like that WF pay-per-view action because you're going to get a shit ton of it. Cannot wait. Yes. Uh, we go to con- here. <laughs> we go to commentary and it's uh, Bobby and uh, Tony. They have fans holding the Mayhem signs behind them to plug the merchandise. One of the worst games ever. I had it. It was not good. Not good at all. Uh, Sting will be defending his uh, title against Benoit tonight. When I first saw that, I went like, "Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Eh, <laughs> we'll see." You've you promised a lot lately. You can see how important it is by when it went on during the show. That too. Uh, Bret Hart's not here. Um, his face got messed up. Just, you know, he has stitches, and um, he's he just won't be here tonight. Well, he's got a second mouth all of a sudden. <laughs> um, um, boss man's like pussy. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> so we're gonna do uh, uh, Goldberg's here tonight, and he he will be wrestling. Anti's cheek squeeze. What? So let's go to our first match of the night, guys. All right. Juventud Guerrera, okay. Psychosis, Fuck yeah. versus Rey Mysterio and Kidman. I'm in. Yes. I'm fucking in all day. Yes. Uh, we're three days of mayhem. And by the way, guys, Goldberg's wrestling next. Someone would leave early. They really, yeah, that's my first thought, because they really packed this first hour. Because you're not on with Raw yet, so what the yeah. fuck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, they, they top-loaded this fucking thing. Uh, one well, I mean... Cincinnati. Uh, one Nobody bo- fucking wants to be in Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Goldberg's like, I'm in and I'm out. I'm in and out. <laughs> uh, one bad thing about this match so far is Hoovy's not dressed like Kidman. Yeah, and Psycho isn't either. Apparently. Yeah. That, that gimmick's over. Uh, and Kidman, because, had a, Kidman had a problem with not, it, too. It'd be, it'd be awesome <laughs> if this time it was the referee dressed like Kidman. Yeah. Uh, Psychosis dr- uh, does a reverse vertical suplex, and Tony calls it a reverse powerbomb. Because, you know. Uh, Psychosis puts Ray on his shoulders like a powerbomb, and Hoovy hits a leg drop from the top rope. Uh, Psychosis goes for a powerbomb and Kidman, but Kidman reverses it and goes for the shooting star press, but Hoovy shoves him off into a drop kick from Psychosis for the win. I will say you went through that quickly. This was a fucking phenomenal match. I love this match. This was so good. In fact... Uh Uh-oh. Spoiler. Six minutes in. It's probably my match of the night. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, ooh, it's I, not mine. Ooh. Uh, then all of a sudden, Kid uh, Eddie and Conan come out and attack Psychosis and Hoovy. Heel turn? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Uh, I don't know what we're doing here. This was weird. But hang uh, on. But hang on. <laughs> they come out. Yeah. And then Kidman tries to rip say, Psychosis' mask off. I was going to say, those weren't the only two acting like a heel, because Kidman's like, in there trying to fucking unmask Psychosis. What are we doing? But then... Heel or a face, Chavo comes out and pulls Kidman off psychosis, and then all the all the members of the uh, all the members try to uh, attack Chavo, but Eddie shoves them off. What's I don't, happening? I this does not make any sense. This is a <laughs> beloved fan group, and then and then and then because this isn't. Weird enough already. Hoovy gets on the mic. Yep. To speak for psychosis. Yep. Who speak on this. In Spanish. Yep. And then Chavo decides, no, but I can speak Spanish. I know what he's saying. And Chavo <laughs> takes it upon himself to set up a mask versus hair match next week where Psycho and Hoovy look like, what the fuck? Yeah, not his mask or hair. <laughs> Kidman accepts. So 
Wait a minute. They were the victims? Yep. And Chavo, the, the face saving them. Yep. And within 30 seconds, now they're heels with Chavo dicking the hills around, too, and serving his own interest. While the guys who came out as popular baby faces turned heel and now they're turned face again in the span of two minutes. Russo's Did I get here, that right? Russo's here already? No, he's not. Damn, are you sure? Yes. Did he send the, did he send the format in? I mean, he could, this could have been his, like... Um, his audition? His, his audition. Like, here, here's what I would book if I were you guys. Jesus Christ. And instead of the actual script, they gave that to the guys. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And, like, even the announcers are like, What? Why? Why is Chavo talking? <laughs> what I find weird is what I find weird is it was Bischoff who was like had a hard on for taking the masks off every luchador. They canned Bischoff two weeks ago, and now Psychosis is in a loser must unmask match. I, yeah, and I hate to be giving everybody spoilers, but it shouldn't be much of a spoiler if you think they're cutting Kidman's hair. You're oh, fucking insane. They're not. Nope. Oh. So another luchador loses his mask. We know what be happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get the Nitro intro. Finally. This is so weird. That was the kickoff. Yeah. (laughs) The dark match. (laughs) Did they just... Oh, my Uh, God. We can recap from uh, last week of Sid destroying people all over again, saying he's going up to Goldberg's record. Goldberg finally wanting a piece of uh, Sid. Um, They show a lot of the uh, promo of Goldberg's last week. I think they're genius. I think they figured out a way to get everybody to root for Goldberg. Because Sid does have, he's always said this, how weird, kind of yeah. cool, even as a heel gets cheered thing. They're shoving this Sid interrupting matches and cutting the same promo thing so often that everybody wants to see Goldberg kill him. Yep. It's genius. I didn't get it at first. I was like, they're just doing this shit, and then I finally dawned on my equipment. No way, this is on purpose. They figured out a way to sway it completely Goldberg's way. Smart. It's the Roman Reigns effect. <laughs> Shove it down your throat. Speaking of Goldberg, so a lot of people would be okay with that. He's up next as our next match is Brian Knobs with Jimmy Hart versus mm. Goldberg. Maybe so. I think Goldberg walked in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going on second. Fuck this shit, <laughs> and I'm leaving. I'm not waiting around for this horse shit." Knobs <laughs> uh, says that he's going to get revenge on uh, Goldberg's a- attack on Jerry Flynn last week. Which, Big brother Knobs. Even the announcers were like. Jerry Flynn kicked him in the head, yeah. and then Goldberg responded. <laughs> Goldberg was in such a fucking hurry to get through this, he walked past the pyro and had to, like, I know, he back. had to stop. He was like, I just want to get this done. But he's like, the full intro again, you know, security and all. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. I, that really should be, like, a pay-per-view thing. Yeah. He should just, like, be at the top of the ramp when his music starts, and then we just kind of go. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobs hits Goldberg with a few chair shots. Jimmy Hart's uh, me- and Jimmy Hart's megaphone multiple times. No says all that. No says all that because then Goldberg spears and jackhammers Nobs for the win. Could barely get Nobs up for the well, jackhammer. I mean, look at Nobs. I also love by the way that even now Bobby's like, can he get him up? <laughs> no, no, he can't. <laughs> uh, then we get a promo. Nobs deadweighted somebody. I'm shocked. <laughs> Gasp. Uh, we get a promo by Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg good. calls Sid a girl for running around uh, uh, after the challenge he did uh, last week. And then Goldberg wants the U.S. title. Uh, he doesn't, though. The way he said that, he for sure does yeah. not want that yeah. at all. He yeah. views this as a demotion. <laughs> yes. And it is. <laughs> you have something in mind that I want. I want that belt. Kind belt. Of. That prestigious Sean, belt. Sean, you know you want me. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
I know you want me. Tell me a lie. Uh, uh, Sid's been intimidating people for months. Intimidation is Goldberg's game. Uh, Goldberg game. might be the hunted, but he is now the hunter. Uh, See, this is a veiled. This is a veiled promo against Triple H. Yep. yep. Game yep. hunter. Yep. Uh, Goldberg is put you in a hearst. That's the wrong word. <laughs> Goldberg is going to give Sid five weeks. You look like Leona Helmsley. Five fucking five weeks. long weeks how, till Halloween Havoc. Ha, Corey, yeah. How the fuck do they stretch these storylines for know, five how. weeks? Oh, how know, in how. the fuck? I mean, not even just this. Probably just a lot of repetition. Fucking anything, dude. Five weeks for this fucking company. Oh, I know how. And like I said, the new creative team doesn't even start until the, the oh, go-home show Jesus. to Halloween Havoc. So, so we I, have a regular month of just... I'll just say this. Yeah. A lot of scre- a lot of Sid screaming in the parking lot. A I, lot of Sid. I wrote for this. I was like, Goldberg, I'm going to give you one word of advice. Sound bites. Speak less. It's more effective. Boomer sooner. You Boomer are sooner. terrible at speaking on a mic. Boomer <laughs> sooner. Got it. Now we get a recap from last week's Nitro. The ending to the Malenko Benoit match, showing that Benoit is the number one contender. It's a great ending, great finish. Uh, so let's go to our, our next and first promo of the week. Shake of the evening. Shake of the evening. Uh, me and Gene in the ring, with, and here comes Ric Flair. Boy, they really did front load this fucking yes, match. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, Tony brings up the championship committee has made a match for next week, and guess what? It involves this one Ric Flair. Um. I, uh, Flair wants Sting and Luger. He doesn't care if they uh, kick his ass. He just wants to kick their ass. Uh, Flair wants to slap the paint off Sting's face. Then Chris, then Chris Benoit comes out. Benoit says that, uh, you know, I know that you deserve, uh, Flair deserves to get his hands on Sting for his actions last week. But see this contract right here? I've been holding this for three weeks now. And I'm going to use it tonight. Continuity? Weird. <laughs> uh, Flair, you can have you can have Sting once uh, I'm through with him. Again, don't don't think I didn't notice this. Second week in a row that they've used Ric Flair on TV for people to bitch about their grievances with the company. All of a sudden, it wasn't Hogan or Bischoff that held him back. It was Flair that held Sting yeah. and Luger back. Bum, bum, and I bum. think he's okay with it because he also gets to say, I'm free at last, yeah. baby. <laughs> this week, even though he only returned last week, he's been the reason Benoit can't get this title shot. Uh, like, I, I, like the, um, I like the fact he goes, I have this contract here, and I'm getting Sting tonight. And Flair's like, I don't care you have a contract. Yeah. Sting's mine. You're fine. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Uh, uh, Benoit says, no, I'm getting the match tonight because I want to prove to everybody that I have it. And right here, I was like, so he's getting fucked out of the match. <laughs> yeah, at, at How that are point, they fucking him out of the match this week? <laughs> and then I just love Flair. I don't care. I'm going to go find Sting and leaves and books it up the ramp. Benoit don't mean shit to him. Nope. I bet Flair at that point forgot he was in the Horseman for four years. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? Woo! I was in the Horseman. Woo! I was too, Rick. You were? Where, where, where was I? Uh, commentary brings up, uh, I guess we have a match tonight. Uh, Sting versus Chris Benoit for the WCW title. Well, yeah. I would fucking hope. I kept thinking they're going to move it to Thunder. I was I thinking that. Like, but then I, I was like, wait a minute, Sting don't work Thunder. I was so thinking they were going to lose it. I thought they were going to like lose it by not My doing God, it. My God, they're moving it to Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Oh, shit. Worldwide, baby. 
Girl. Can we talk about that since our next thing is the Nitro Girl search? Okay, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I had a coughing fit. Yep. I sneezed. Yep. I may have accidentally hit the, the button to, to go right past this. Oh, I, by weird. accident. Yeah. Well, me and, Gene, me and Gene's now in charge as Ricky Rackman. Not here right now. He's a creeper. That's fine. Yeah. But then again, me and Gene. I'm not sure if I trust Can him Can I get either. it? Oh, yeah. I will tell you, uh, still nobody's going to zoo me. So yeah, that's still fine. waiting I, on I that. Knew, I knew that the cream of the crop was week one, baby. Yeah. Well, they show... So just uh, snippity snip snip They snip. show this week, but the best part is as Gene's trying to... Uh, like talk about the the girls and stuff. You, can, I think Bobby's mic gets hot, and you can just hear him laughing. Because <laughs> he's like, what, "What am I doing here?" He's like, "This shit sucks." Yeah, uh, we get a montage from the ladies of Cincinnati, and then they pick two boring ass blondes. Yeah, whatever. Oh no, you don't say. Let's go to our next match, shall we? For the WCW <laughs> Heavyweight the Championship. End of hour one. Are we back to one hour nitros? No, uh, sir, this is just because Raw's so, about to start. So first I was like, so Benoit's getting fucked. And now I'm like, so Sting's wrestling three times? What is happening on the show? <laughs> this is really early. As it's Chris Benoit versus Sting. But guys, before we move on to this match, next week, yeah, there's a six-man tag of yes. Hogan, Flair, and Bret Hart versus DDP, Lex Luger, and Sting. I mean, that's a star-studded six-man tag team match. Be great on a pay-per-view. Almost like two rings, maybe a cage. <laughs> It'll come to you. <laughs> so it's, you know what? Some type of games. <laughs> yeah. Let's workshop that. Yeah. Let's get on the whiteboard. See, like what, see you, what comes up. It's like if you added Sid and Goldberg to the uh, stab. Now, like some kind of game? Yeah, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. It's banana. War, man. I don't know. Is it, point. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Not nothing. Good God, y'all. Uh, first Ooh. half of this match is Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, first half of this match is Benoit not being able to get advantage of Sting. Uh, Benoit focuses on Sting's left leg. Benoit puts Sting in a Mexican surfboard. Uh, Benoit uh, does the baseball slide and goes for uh, goes uh, for it again, but Sting moves, and Benoit slides into the post. Sting rams Benoit's leg into the uh, post, and then he walks around, and he goes... Uh, the crowd pops for that, and... Um, He's like, uh, Sting like looks in the camera and is like, that's going to hurt. Um, Sting lifts Benoit in the air and Benoit tries to hurricane Rana into the turnbuckle, but Benoit falls and then Sting oh so slowly falls into the turnbuckle by himself. But it looked like Sting might have dropped him or if not, just slipped. Sting's not used to lucha moves. <laughs> <laughs> so... My next comment I'll bring up is somebody for what Tony said in this match. Is Sting a heel or a face? A heel. heel. Then why does Tony go Sting is awesome in this match? Because it's Tony Schiavone. It's, it's Sting. Tony Schiavone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll wait till you're done with the match breakdown. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sting hits a reverse vertical suplex and Tony calls it that. Um, St- Tony, watching these two will leave you breathless. Well, one will leave you breathless. Uh, Sting attempts to do a splash, but Benoit gets uh, gets the knees up. <laughs> Benoit hits the headbutt, uh, but Sting kicks out at two. So the move that Benoit's been winning for the past couple of months, Sting kicks out at two. Benoit does the three suplexes, but on the third one, uh, Benoit puts Sting in the crossface, but they're close to the ropes, so Sting grabs it. 
Sting throws Benoit into Nick Patrick. Ref bump. Benoit hits a reverse pile driver as Tony calls it a tombstone pile driver. Benoit hits a German suplex with a pin, but then Luger runs out and hits him with a baseball bat. Uh, Sting covers Benoit um, for the three count. However, as Nick Patrick wakes up from being bumped, he he could literally see Luger as he's like in his on the side of him. Uh, Ric Flair then runs down and gets into it with Luger, but DDP comes out of nowhere and hits a diamond cutter, and then Hogan yogs out to make the save. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think a couple things. I think Sting is the worst heel ever uh, because he so obviously does not want to be a heel. No. I mean, you can see it in every movement in his body once he's on screen. 15 people on the field. Yeah. You're supposed to have 12. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> 11. <laughs> so hold on. Oh, go ahead. You have more. As he does not want to be a heel. All the heel stuff is done by Luger. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Sting does heel things, it's done kicking and screaming. Um, he looks so hesitant to do anything outside of the regular Sting shtick. The promos are not heelish, but they're not baby faces. Mm-hmm. They're just boring. The actions of a heel, he, like I said, Luger does it all. It's like Luger is his proxy heel. Yeah. And you're supposed to just believe Sting's a heel because he hangs out with Luger. Um, it's kind of and, and if anybody thought this was actually supposed to build Benoit up, no. He, you see, he got punked out in Flair's interview. He gets punked out by Sting in the match. Sting treats him like, like he's wrestling a, a jobber on Saturday night, the first part of the match. There's like not even a real credible threat. Um, hmm. What? I have... I could not have a more opposite opinion of really? this match. Please this hit me. This is my match of the night. Really? This is my match of the night, and I will tell you why. I love this. I watched this match. About halfway through, it hit me. Yeah. I'm going to give you a scenario. You take a young, plucky, blonde-haired underdog, Sting, mm-hmm. against the veteran Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. You substitute Sting for Ric Flair in this match and Benoit for Sting. You have a Ric Flair-Sting match. Benoit giving everything he can, but it's not quite enough yet. And Sting working a very slow, methodical veteran match. Mm-hmm. He learned this entire match from McFlair himself. They just did a copy and paste, and it was fucking phenomenal. That false finish on the headbutt for Benoit had was so fucking good. Hmm. I mm-hmm. got absolute Ric Flair Sting vibes from this match. I have to admit, you've intrigued me so much that I kind of want to go back and watch the goddamn thing again. This was... I thought you'd pick up on it, honestly. This feels Uh, like a database, just straight up, let's call it old school match. Think of 10 years before this in Baltimore. This feels like Sting and Ric Flair. uh, You've peaked. (laughs) (laughs) You've peaked my interest. Uh... Now, everything from the ref bump on fucking sucks. I mean, it really... Typical yeah. WCW Like, yeah. the match last week on was it SmackDown that was so good till the ending. Yeah. This brought it down for me. The ending... I mean, you knew Benoit wasn't winning the hell, so that's fine, but the ending fucking blue chunks. Wouldn't you want Sting to be dominant and win if he's supposed to be? At the this? end, you want Benoit to come up short. But then again, but hold on, hold on. Going off your thought process... Yeah. Which is why the Luger thing makes sense. What else did he's, he... What else would he have learned from Flair in that match and all this is super years later? Mm-hmm. Never win, never look dominant, 
Look like you're about to fucking lose. Give too much to Give the other guy. Give too much to the other guy. I'm telling you, so I think if you watch it again with that mindset, you might see some old flare yeah, sting in that I bitch. I didn't even fucking pick up on that. I, I mean, was... Benoit is like hard hitting, quick, uh, you know, fucking real go get him. And Sting is just like, he takes every second to slow it down, buys time outside, just straight up out of Ric Flair's I like playbook. that. I just, I, you know what? I think I might have been too wrapped up in A that they, they punked Benoit His character is terrible. Promo. The Sting heel character is and trash. I don't buy Sting as a heel Because he all. doesn't buy it as a heel. Yeah. You can tell he don't want to do it. But that's interesting. I'm going to go back and watch that match again. Mm-hmm. I'm and curious what you I'm going to it. do, uh, yeah, if I remember, hell, I could probably do it tonight. But I will uh, come back with uh, my thoughts. You've intrigued me. (laughs) How do you feel? I enjoyed this match. Sometimes I think the host forgets to have an opinion as well. Oh, no. I'm just the mediator. I'm the guy in the middle. Uh, No, I enjoyed this match. Hey, uh, sir, I'll have you know, I don't know if you remember this, but the two hosts before you certainly had no problem having an opinion. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I... <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. Oh, who are they? A voice of a... Uh, loving each other. <laughs> voice uh, of a savior? I don't know. Voice of savior of a generation. Savior, yeah, they're a savior generation. No, I, I really enjoyed this match. I get... Um, I didn't see what you saw, but I really did enjoy this match. I did like the... Um, it, it was weird. Because like when the match started, I was like... I was kind of half-assed. I was like, I, I mean... You know, we know the result. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I thought I was going to be like four minutes and like some shit was going to happen. But it actually went a while. That's why the other thing, it's like about five minutes in, I was like, this is like going a while. And it's like, it's a match. There was like back. Like it was interesting. And then like about halfway through, I was like, holy fuck. This is a Ric Flair so, Sting match. Am I wrong? And I know it's only been what? Since the heel turned itself two weeks. But mm-hmm. it's been back on TV maybe what? Five, five six, roughly like that? Yeah. Is it wrong of me to just... The, the Luger, Luger's a bit of a turnoff. I would almost prefer... It. I get why they did it, and the history makes all the sense in the world it to does. do it. But I would almost prefer it if Sting turned heel on his own and Luger wasn't even a part of the shtick. It would have made sense if Luger had helped him win the title and then turned on him immediately. Yeah, because Luger, right. be Luger being Luger. Um you know what Luger is? And it just dawned on me when you said that. Luger is the British Bulldog of 1999. Why the fuck are you here, dude? You, like, don't <laughs> you know fit 1999 That's a good anymore. part. Like, he, you don't fit. He doesn't fit the new look WCW. No. He doesn't fit the... I mean, like... He screams 1980s fucking heel. Yeah. It's just... And you're right. He is. He's the goddamn Bulldog of 1999 WCW. It's like, yeah. mm, This is terrible, dude. You don't fit anymore. Especially when somebody else comes out, returns later. You're like, that is fucking 1999. Yeah. That is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so we go from that match to this match. Scott Armstrong. Is that what now? Is that ref? Versus Berlin. God damn it. Uh, championship committee are making a match for tonight, but they won't tell us. Cool. People who are, people who were just involved just earlier or in this match. And when he said that, uh, this is my only highlight of the match. I don't give a fuck about the match. Uh, was that Wendy Turnbuckle handed him a note? <laughs> That's your girl name. It was. I looked it up. It wasn't. Hello? It was Turner. Because I was like, they always who's fucking? That. Yeah. So it was. Um, so I looked it up. I found. Like I just literally spent like forty minutes looking for. It. I was like, who the? F- was why like, have I never Turnbuckle. heard of Wendy Turnbuckle? What? 
God, even to I this, was like, Patty Stonegrove, what are we doing? Even to this day in shooter reviews, everybody says Turnbuckle. So it's because Tony, it was like an inside rib on her. Her name is Turner. It's just like Wendy Turner. But like he just fucked with her and called her Turnbuckle. That's awesome. So it's just straight up a Tony Schiavone rib on this poor woman who's now Wendy Turnbuckle forever. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> she has like her old like wrestling Wikipedia as Wendy Turnbuckle. It's phenomenal, awesome. dude. It's awesome. so great. Um, <laughs> Wendy Turnbuckle. Uh, back and forth match here. The bodyguard hits Armstrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, why? Whoa. <laughs> I thought Berlin was going to get pushed out of the gate. No. He's going back and forth with Scott Armstrong? Yes. Yeah. All right. Back and forth with Scott Armstrong. Um, the bodyguard hits Armstrong, and then Armstrong stumbles into the reverse neckbreaker for the win. My highlight of this whole match is the guy as Berlin hits the... I don't know if you guys saw this. Berlin hits the reverse neckbreaker. One, two, three. So the camera's on the hard camera, and then you see to the left a fan go. <laughs> he just goes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I saw He's like, I'm done with you. That's Move the reaction on. you want, right? He literally gave a hand wave yeah, to he, Berlin. He hand he waved. A literal hand wave. <laughs> it ain't looking good. Yep. And then Berlin and the bodyguard attack Scott until Brad Armstrong, oh, you didn't know, uh, runs down and just stands over Scott. I'm like, is he going to betray him? <laughs> He's just going to beat the shit out of his brother. Where, where do you rank Scott Armstrong in the Armstrongs? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I'll give you my Armstrong breakdown. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brad's number one. Uh, only because Bullet Bob is number two, the dad. Yeah. Only because, like uh, Pat Patterson, all of his prime is non-existent on film. It's fair. However, he can cut a fucking promo even in his 80s. Like, <laughs> better than anybody on the WWE <laughs> roster. So just on that alone, he's number two. St. Bullet Bob is the tribal chief? Yes, of that. Yes. <laughs> he was the head of the table. <laughs> That's right. Then it's Tell old, you, then it's old uh, right-wing BG, you know, the, the little roadie. Oh, you didn't the, know? The red dog. The red dog? <laughs> uh, he's number three. He got his dad's gift to Gab, but he didn't get his work. That went to Brad. And then, then, the, it's, then the uh, <laughs> Steve. Oh, then it's Steve. It's like, like the ref yet. And then Scott. That's how I rank the Armstrongs. Is Scott at least the best Armstrong ref? As none of the other ones were refs, I would say yes. By default. Got it. By default. <laughs> uh, we go, we get an earlier. We get an earlier tonight. Bye bye Berlin. <laughs> earlier tonight, we see ICP and Vampiro show up to the arena in the ICP tour bus. Uh, Shaggy Two Dope is going for the Cruiserweight Championship Because of course he is Because why not Although I did love Violin J getting pissy And saying that he should be it And he's like Vampiro's like Dude you're not a Cruiserweight You're fat you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, he's like look at you And like they look down And it's like There's your answer <laughs> God uh, damn They keep Jesus. telling Shaggy Two Dope Just to fly You know it's funny Because he's fat Yeah <laughs> uh, We're going to recap From last week's Nitro Flair's promo <laughs> Sting and Luger attacking And uh, Hart and Hogan Making safe Let's go to Maine Gene with DDP. As uh, tonight, it's going to be Ric Flair versus DDP. At this point, every time DDP comes out for a promo, I imagine him doing that right there. Yeah. I'm that guy raving the, uh, the hand in there. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Uh, DDP takes a shot at Cincinnati saying, you know, he's, um, he did more than Pete Rose has ever done in Cincinnati. Well, he had a bang on Rage Girl. So I That's true. Uh, DDP says uh, Flair's old and needs to go. DDP has done has done more in five years than what has Flair has done in his entire career. <laughs> hmm. 
And then he starts doing. <laughs> then he starts doing the uh, high and low of everything DDP does is up here. Everything that Flair does is down there. I have the bang here, and you have the woo down here. But all I know is the highlight of this match the promo is this: Flair is going to go to Bangtown tonight. That's right. I was like, "What? Did you just fucking say that? Going to Bangtown? I'm taking to Bangtown hey, tonight. It's still '99, so there's a good chance that Flair would be down forward if Kimberly was next. <sighs> He's the fucking worst, dude. Bang! What happened, man? He was somewhat tolerable as a babyface. Savage is what happened. Yeah, he did. He quit he working. Bounced savage. and we were like, oh, "Yeah, this guy fucking sucks." Why well, he didn't wrestle for 15 fucking <laughs> years? Uh, we get a promo for uh, Halloween Havoc. Then we go to commentary, and they start talking about uh, next week. But then uh, they say that later on tonight, it's going to be Saturn versus Eddie Guerrero. That then, okay. <laughs> then did they get an abrupt cut? As then it, it looked like something got edited. Super abrupt cut. Right? Yeah. Something like, for sure got something edited. Something got edited out. My guess is anything to do with the like extended promo from him. They may not have the rights to show like the the commercial or something for the video game. I don't know. But oh, that, that makes was sense. Super... Actually, I bet you it was the video game commercial. But it was a super abrupt cut because uh, at no point have they been a partner of EA. So mm-hmm. that actually makes. Yeah. Sense. I bet you it was a video game commercial for sure. Uh, so because then they go to the ring as for our next match winner gets a cruiserweight championship match on the upcoming Thunder. Blitzkrieg versus Evan Courageous. What's the shit they're building towards Thunder all of a sudden? What the fuck is happening? Uh, it's weird, right? Different creative team. Maybe they're trying to, they're trying to be symmetrical, show to show. It's weird. It's hey. Like the third week in a row, man. I'm They've for like it. Giving shit to Thunder. Like, I'm for it, because Thunder was a was a vast wasteland of, of nothingness forever. Thunder was a Saturday night dark match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're not kidding. So I'm for it. I'm excited for this week's Saturday night because last week's was amazing. Cannot wait. Uh, oh, courageous with a twisting gorilla press. <laughs> we get a boring chant. Yeah, correct. Uh, Blitz Street tries to do the French center, but Courageous throws him off and hits a crossbody. Uh, Sid comes out and the crowd goes crazy for it. Courageous goes to the top rope and hits a twisting uh, splash for the win. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but Blitzkrieg uh, kind of kicked out at. Uh, yeah. Like right after three to show how important he is. <laughs> Blitzkrieg is not long uh, uh, for the business. October twelfth would be his last match. Yep. Uh, about a week after draws last match, he straight Weird. up sells the gimmick to an indie guy in California and quits the business. That's amazing. Does uh, he sell it to Gallagher's brother? I don't know. <laughs> Sid uh, attacks both men, power bombs, Blitzkrieg. He ends now eighty five and zero. <laughs> Wait, does he get? Does he sell it to Kazayashi? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, we get a promo from Sid. Crowd's chanting for Goldberg. Sid says they can do whatever the hell they want, but he said at Halloween Havoc, Sid will Sid uh, give Goldberg what he wants, but he has to play by, by Sid's rules. Goldberg has to stay 10 feet away. Only 10 feet. Can't touch him. Do whatever dun, Sid dun, says. Dun, dun. But if he makes a mistake, he loses his opportunity. <laughs> so they're redoing Nash and Giant. That sold out. Yeah, correct. To get them to Havoc. Because they're like, God, six weeks. Because they started it last week. Fucking How are we we going to build this match six weeks without any physicality? Because remember, it wasn't last week. So it started the week after Sid challenged Hogan for the title, which was three weeks ago. So they got to go that long without physicality. They're going going two months. 
Dog. I'm tapping out. Well, tap it hang out. on. This, no. You're out? I'm going to bring you back in, baby. Okay. We get a montage promo of The Revolution. As let's go to our next my, match. <laughs> Sagging off Ohio. As it's off Ohio. Saturn with Revolution versus Eddie Guerrero with the Filthy Animals. Who's, who's the face and who's the heel? Yes. Yes. Uh, back and forth match. Saturn hits a huge elbow drop. Eddie misses. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. Uh, Eddie misses the frog splash. Conan throws Saturn into the ring. Saturn leaves and gives chase to Conan. And then Corey's favorite, uh, Shane Douglas, gets in the ring and hits Eddie in the back with the chain. Saturn doesn't like that. But Saturn pins Eddie for the win. After the match, Douglas is being heard saying, take the win. And I noticed... I guess I'm... I noticed Malenko perfectly happy with the cheating. Saturn, however, he's on the fence. No bueno. Uh, This was another fantastic match. That is three matches so far, Nitro, at least to me. No. Uh, That are fucking phenomenal matches. Uh, Eddie and and Saturn, I'm okay with. You just keep giving us that. And, like, the the interplay between the two groups made sense. (laughs) But can I bring your... Absolutely, you can. This is a what if I don't remember, but knowing WCW, mm. I'm all for these two teams feuding. Yep. I'm all for these two guys wrestling as often as possible. Yep. But it is these two teams, so eventually I fear we'll get a Conan versus Shane Douglas oh, match. Probably on pay-per-view. Cannot <laughs> wait. And that scares the bejesus out of me. But also excites me. <laughs> you know, you know, you, do you know what also scares you? That in five weeks there's a Halloween Havoc pay-per-view with That's Hogan true. versus Sting. Yeah. Let's go to the ring with Mean Gene, and he brings out Hulk Hogan. Uh, Gene calls Hogan the real people's champion. Um, <laughs> Feeling the heat somewhere else, are we, buddy? Yeah. What do I rock it over three years later? Hey, listen, bitch, I remember H- that Hogan, shit. Hogan uh, <laughs> says that he's going to win his title back. Uh, Probably. Hogan says, works for me, right. Hogan says people have three strikes with him. First, well, one, you hit him with a bat, not cool. Two, <laughs> that's hit, one? Yeah, it's one. Uh, two, you hit Brett with the bat. Oh. And then three... You're Blizzak. <laughs> no, you tried to attack Flair with a bat. You tried to go to my university, brother. I'm a little shook. I just saw a suicide attempt. I did, too. Jesus. Renegade, come back. Renegade. Oh, my God. Jesus. All right. Everybody cool? All right. My, uh, uh, I was just say over something like that so quick. I would just say my cat is going crazy. Hey! Try to hang herself. Yep. Um, Hogan then hypes. I thought it was a Bowflex. Hogan hypes the six man tag. That's next week. It's eat secret of the face. <laughs> we get a recap from last week of, uh, the West Hollywood Blondes. So let's go to our next match. I still love that name, by the way. Shaggy Two Dope with Violent Jane Vampiro versus Lenny Lane. That's so weird. This is weird. For the Cruiserweight Championship. However, Lodi, uh, the Lodi fan runs in and Lodi punches him. Security oh, takes God, him dude. away. What is going on with this? I am so fucking over this. The camera follows the fan all the way to the back. So clearly it's like a like lover stalker thing, right? That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This is fucking dumb, I, dude. All I know is that they're Bobby Heenan. So, so at one point, Lenny and Lodi like, hug or something. And they yeah. get really... And Tony's like, oh, I'm just, you know, brother, don't you have brothers, Bobby? He's like, I never loved him like that. <laughs> it's funny because they're gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is 
Mm-hmm. Remember a year ago when Kidman and Hoofy were ripping it up for the Cruiserweight title and making it important as shit? And now we got... Blow pops. Now we got a simulated homosexual act. Incestual. Incestual. Homosexual act. And a uh, Detroit wap- rapper in face paint that's not a real wrestler <laughs> fighting for this title. Wicked. Wicked. Uh, Shaggy Two Dope hits a running Liger bomb. Uh, Lodi's on the apron trying to fight off Vampiro and Violent J. It was a good Liger bomb. It was a good Liger bomb. Shaggy rolls up Lenny, but Lenny kicks Shaggy into uh, Lodi, who's holding the belts, and then Lenny rolls up Shaggy Tudop for the win. You know what I can think of was how great of a wrestling name the Insane Clown Posse is. Right? It is. That's fucking phenomenal, dude. I feel like that that's the, the Insane Clown Posse is what Vince envisioned Doink as being. Right. A heel doink is fantastic. Because what a great fucking name for wrestling. God damn it, man. And then we just get this shit. <laughs> uh, then we get a montage of the Nitro Girls. Cool. And then we go to Mean Gene, and he brings out uh, Rick Steiner. Uh, to start the match, they bring up the how Scotty's been MIA. Huh. Steiner says, uh, if you're not a Steiner, then you're a weak person. It's statistically true. Uh, Steve, uh, Rick respects two people, Sid and his brother, and then Scott Steiner comes on out. Oh, shit. He got bigger. The big, bad booty daddy back. Uh, Scott says that he's back. He says he's been chasing the Big Dipper. He's been chasing Wilt Chamberlain's 20,000 uh, women in a year. Scott says if there's anybody here in this arena that wants to help him, they can meet him in back uh, and help him break it. Uh, Scott says that uh, he he will be able to break it by the end of Jan- yeah. before January. Things are looking good. My God. Uh, Scott says last time he saw him, he was the U.S. champ and the leader of the NWO. He turned on last week's Nitro and it made him sick because he uh, saw that Hogan's wearing that red and yellow. He threw up red and yellow. Uh, Ho- Steiner says once you're NWO, you're NWO for life. And if you want to leave, you got to pay a price. Uh-huh. Thank you. I did not remember this promo or him coming back. There's here. a reason. It's not good. He can he can do better. More importantly, but I don't remember the declaration of war on Hogan or any of it. Yeah. Or the fact that he now wears a schmedium. I mean, was that a schmedium? <laughs> it actually, uh, four months ago, was an extra large. Yeah. yeah. It was probably a triple X. He's gotten so grotesquely huge. It's weird that you can get so naturally big like that. Just pump an iron. It's fucking crazy. Virtuous living. Also, don't you love the fact when Soda returns, they're going after Hogan? Like, it's nothing but... This one makes sense. Oh, yeah. Steak and potatoes, baby. It's all it is. Steak and potatoes. Yep. Pure steroids. Steak and potatoes. Pussy. Let's go to our next match, shall we, guys? This is Canyon versus Booker T. Okay. Uh, Did not like Canyon's haircut, though. Nope. No. Wasn't like it was a match. Uh, Back and forth match. Went a while. Book T does win with the missile drop kick. Um, I wrote in my notes this match went a long time because I suspect that main event not to go that long. Well, you know, uh, that's, that's, but that's a trope WCW's been doing that I've noticed that the match before the paper, the main event goes, let's say, just eight minutes, nine minutes, okay? But then the main event goes four. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've come to that conclusion. You haven't seen Canyon a lot lately. Hmm. Um, plus, he's got the haircut, and both things make sense because they were doing Ready to Rumble. 
Mm. And he was a huge part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Not only choreographing the wrestling spots, period, but uh, the double for Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. So the haircut. King Jimmy. Yeah. King. Jimmy the King. Jimmy the King. Isn't it King his last name, isn't it? Jimmy yeah. the King? It's King. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. I love, um, I love that movie. It's I've fucking, only it's seen it terrible, once. dude. It's so terrible. Um, My bound. But yeah, no, I think he may be a little rusty in terms of actual wrestling matches. I, uh... Uh, but as I expected more of these two. I know it changes at some point. I really hate the missile draw pick for Booker T. Yeah, and it's a lame move for him. In one way, I kind of understand it because that's a huge dude becoming down yeah. with that force. But he doesn't hit it clean. Maybe it shouldn't be a finisher. Maybe it should be like Kane's like uh, clothesline, yeah, where I it's like a that. it's a high spot in the yeah. match. But it's not your, like the axe kick. I think it makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah, that's a force to that fucking kick. We get a uh, promo for Halloween Havoc. Then let's go to our main event, DDP versus Ric Flair. However, Ric Flair jumps DDP during his entrance. Uh, They fight through the crowd. They fight for a bit until Luger and Sting come down. Flair puts Sting in the figure four until Luger hits him with the bat. Hogan tries to make the save, but Sting attacks uh, Hogan's knee with the bat. And we end Nitro with Hogan being looked over by Ric Flair. And, uh... Fucking Luger again, home for the fences on that goddamn Ric Flair's stomach. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's it's kayfabe, brother. <laughs> this is for never putting me over for the title and, stand, and waiting for Sting, you motherfucker. Yeah, things better. Yeah, yeah this is fucking terrible. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. He's got to, like, eat later. Fuck. Goddamn it. So Hogan figured out a way to have Flair do the actual working in the match and still be the guy that gets the sympathy. And... Yeah. Dude. Yeah. God so, guys. Things never change. I miss Holland Nash. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I miss Hall and Nash. I miss Nash. I <laughs> I miss Hall. I don't miss Heat. I did try to look it up. Mm-hmm. And it's I, nowhere on the internet. I know it's can't, not. Can't be found. Not on the motion. Not at all. So uh, these are your highlights for Heat. <laughs> Midian defeated Chaz. Still there. <laughs> Stevie Richards defeated Draws with special guest referee the Brooklyn Brawler. Hey, countdown begins. Three weeks. And then your main event was the Godfather defeating Prince Albert. So mm-hmm. let's go to Why Monday night raw. Live from somewhere. Uh Saginaw. No, it's uh Houston. Yeah. Saginaw Houston. At the old uh Compact Center. Compact Center. Which used to be the summit. Yeah. And which what is isn't it like Joel Austin's church now? I Most think, likely, so. that's that's grotesque. You know, it's that church that didn't open for it the is. hurricane. It is a church. You fucking asshole. He's another one I wouldn't mind seeing just wiped off the face of the earth. To be I'll honest help. Saginaw, Houston. Stomp your motherfucking head into the ground, you piece of shit. First September twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. I'm. Let's get a recap. SmackDown. Triple H calling out Vince. Vince McMahon winning the championship thanks to the help of Stone Cold. Then we get a promo by the new WWF champion, Stone Cold, uh, Vince McMahon. Get it right. Sorry. Vince McMahon. It's like the thumbnail that I kept passing the whole year, and I was like, what the fuck is happening in this thumbnail? I was like, okay. Uh, Vince McMahon says that he's going to relinquish the title because it's WWF business. The winner at the pay-per-view will become the undisputed heavyweight champion. Stone Cold comes out. Austin says that it's been very different since uh, Vince has been gone. Well, you've been gone too, so I don't know. It sucks without you here. Thought they were going to fucking make out. Right? 
Uh, Austin says uh, for Vince to put him in the five-pack challenge and make it a six-pack challenge, sir. Because you complete me, you silly bastard. Uh, Once again, Vince says that he won't engage in WWF business. And here comes Triple H with security. Did, Did it bother anybody else that Vince had no idea where the hard cam was? He kept facing the wrong direction. I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. God, I missed those nuts. Too. I am so tired of the WWE regimented everything has to face the hard camera like at all times that Even I kind the of pins enjoyed do. it. Yeah. I agree. It's just weird that Vince like wouldn't do it. Because he would yeah. bite somebody's fucking head off for not doing it. I can see that. Uh, Triple H says that it should be him in the six-pack challenge uh, because they stole his belt. Uh, Triple H says, Vince, you have two choices. One, you put him in the challenge. Or two, a member of his family will be leaving the arena in a, on a stretcher. Uh, then Shane McMahon comes out and says, well, you know what? I'm going to make a match tonight. And it's going to be you, Triple H, and China versus the McMahon men, Shane and Vince. Them fighting McMahon boys. Them fighting McMahon boys. Vince with the shock face of like, what? Austin tells Vince that he needs to tell his hot-headed son to stop running this business. Vince said uh, he would like to, but the contracts that he signed says that he has to be on the sidelines. He can't be in business. And Vince, like, where well, you're, uh, Austin goes, well, you're a dumb idiot if you didn't, if you didn't fully read the contract because there's only one person that can reinstate you, and that's me. Austin says that. Um, he will reinstate him if Vince uh, gives him a title shot. And Vince is like, well, I accept your uh, offer, and you get, a t- you get a title shot. But, Austin, you will be getting a- the title shot from the winner of the six-pack challenge because there's five guys that want to kick Triple H's ass. It wrapped everything up in a nice little bow, but it annoyed me at how cheesy and chintzy they got out of the whole McMahon not being around deal. Yeah. Oh, I can give you the magic power. All you gotta do is say something. Really? I mean, like, they honestly could have did the exact same. They've also just been like, how about this, you stupid son of a bitch? Give me my child, you have your fucking job back. Like, just be an asshole yeah, about it. Could have been, that would have been better even. Yeah. So I, I had a problem with that. Yeah, it's... Even though, I mean, they wrapped everything in a nice little bow, and, you know, it was an effective segment. It was an effective segment. I mean, they just... To their detriment, uh, the crowd wants Austin on TV in any way, and so they find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter what he does. Jesus Christ, dude. God damn. Um... Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little disappointed on how quickly and how kind of stupid. But I will say this: well, I mean, I, it's been two months. I'm actually shocked they stuck to it that long. Nowadays, it's weeks, uh, weeks if not days. Segments, buddy. No segments. <laughs> I will say this though: I um, I mean the strike segment. I have noticed some things for later on in the future. Yeah, that I didn't notice the first time around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like um, testicles. Huh. What? Yeah. Uh, t- Triple H tells uh, Vince to screw you, and Vince is like, "Screw me, no, screw you," because at Unforgiven there be uh, there will be a special enforcer, one Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's like I got your bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then we go backstage, and guess what, guys? The Rock's showing up. A security guard 
walks up to him and tells him that she's his biggest fan and it's her birthday. And uh, Rock wishes her some birthday, happy birthday by singing her some Elvis. Elvis, or since my baby loved me, I got no place to go. Go on down to the Smackdown Hotel. Uh, then Rock gives her a hundred bucks. And Rock asks if she has that gassy feeling. No, no, hold on. You got that funny feeling yeah. in your tummy? That's probably gas. You're old. You'll get that. It's mostly the pancakes. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, Rock then says, you know what you can do? You can go down to the local uh, like department store and get yourself some medicine. Some Maalox. Some Maalox. Uh, and you can turn them sideways and... <laughs> Never mind. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> that was good. It was really good. I liked it. I thought I was laugh. I was laughing my ass off. Because at one point he was like, "You like pancakes?" And I was like, "Oh, you oh. pancakes!" I know. He's like, "Give me some pancakes." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we look backstage and we see mankind sitting in the boiler room. And then we see Undertaker and Big Show talking with Midi, Midi and Viscera. He knows Time he, out. He knows he could be in a chair, right? Time out. As soon as you said that, I'm not gonna let a second go further where we, before we dissect. Whatever the fuck Midian was wearing. Uh, I think he was like, hey, X-Pac, I like what you wear. Did you, did <laughs> you oh, tell me Jesus. you didn't notice that? Oh, I've noticed it. I was going to make that a talking point. It was the biggest fucking eyesore I had ever seen on a wrestling. Neon green, but like an X. With like, I mean, he's, Midian has two words for you. How did... <laughs> that's the, that's the Sorry, biggest part okay. is, even though DX isn't a thing right now, how did that get past... Anybody like yeah yeah the, the, the color scheme was in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, Midian took his ass whooping by Vince a couple months ago. I think that's why he's like you can do whatever you want, pal. He's like, maybe he's angling to be part of the new DX. Yeah. If there is one, X Pac and X Suck. Oh, um, God damn it! The Road Dog X Pac and Midian. That's a <laughs> that's a troop. That's a DX I can get behind. <laughs> Uh, Midi and Viscera go in the boiler room and attack Mankind. Mankind leaves, but then runs into the big show. Then we see during the break, uh, they attack him more until The Rock comes out and makes the save. Uh, We get a history from Shamrock and Jericho. We find out that the refs are still on strike. So let's go to our first match of Monday Night Raw. Chris Jericho with, with Curtis Hughes versus Badass Billy Gunn or Mr. Ass. Boy, it's East Directionless. Uh, bell rings at 23 minutes. That so, is, uh, your, that is your 99, 2000, 2001 raw. But it didn't drag the way it normally does when it's that late in the show. I felt the pacing was fine. It was just a lot Pacing of was fine. Yeah, I agree. Segments. It's just like once the bell rang, I'm like, how long has this been? It's like, oh, 23 minutes. Uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard is the ref. Uh, they fight outside. Jericho moves uh, one of the mats and reveals cement and uh, the worthwhile Pritchard, by the way, goes for the like a suplex. But Billy Gunn fights him off. Gunn goes for the famouser, but Jericho grabs the ref and Hughes uh, pulls Gunn outside and DDTs him on the cement, and Jericho gets the pin. So uh, that your new King of the Ring, uh, as it should be. I mean, yeah. I was to say, what's that old saying? Um, <laughs> They'd uh, take a bullet for Tom and put one in Bruce. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Let's go backstage <laughs> with Michael Cole and Mankind. Before Cole can say anything, uh, Mankind yells, Know your mouth and shut your hole. Uh, the Rock is his best friend. That's why he showed up and helped him. 
Mankind is challenging Big Show and Undertaker to a championship match with the tag titles as The Rock shows up. The Rock goes, damn it, I broke my, uh, my watch trying to uh, fight them off. Uh, Rock tells Cole that he's staring right through The Rock, so he puts The Rock shirt on his face again and tells him not to move. Uh, Rock tells Undertaker that he lives, breathes, and talks trash. The Rock's talks trash in his sleep. Uh, this is funny again. No, you're wrong. Jabroni. Oh, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Candy ass. Rock goes on a rant about talking trash. As you can see, Mankind in the back shaking his head of approval. Uh, uh, the Rock has the crowd chanting, Rocky, Rocky. And you can see Mankind in the back. Rocky, Rocky. Rock leaves. Mankind takes the shirt and tells Cole that their relationship is just strictly platonic. God damn it. I wonder whose idea it was for Mankind to be like the Rock's number one fan, like a groupie. Probably Mankind. But it Far works. Yeah. I just love the fact he's like, I'm going to take the shirt. Can I have it, Rock? Thanks. <laughs> and by the way, you sick That's freak. That's a shoot, by the way. Oh, yeah. You have to pay for the fucking shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you cheap bastard. You, by the way, Cole, me and Rock's relationship is just strictly platonic. Yeah, I love that, uh, that video they always play of like, Cole yelling, he used to sleep in the, the floor motel sixes. He would do that now. Oh, yeah. It'd no. be cheap. Oh, yeah. No. He's a cheap bastard. Yeah. Then we go to Cole. Him, him and Austin, dude. Yeah. Then we go and to Nash, Cole. actually, believe it or not. Really? really? Yeah. It's not a rich day rich. Well, we, yeah, I think they all came up together in WCW 92 and all mm. that. They would, those three would travel together and eat raw potatoes. They would pull their money together and buy a bag of it's raw bag potatoes. Of and that's what they would eat because that's all the money they had. You can yeah. eat as much of that as you want. It's just water weight. <laughs> And then uh, share one fucking skeezy bed or hotel room. Who gets the bed? Uh, they would probably alternate. Can you imagine Nash on the floor though with that big old frame? God damn. Uh, we got a call. Uh, we got a call with Big Show and Taker. Uh, it's the three weirdest car rides. Uh, Cole, Taker tells Cole that he should take away his Houston privileges away from him since The Rock made him look like an ass. Uh, Taker like car ride. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like Vinny Vegas, Cactus Jack, and stunning Steve Austin. It's, it's weird. <laughs> That's a weird car ride. Uh, Taker says that uh, he tells The Rock to tell his writers to come up with their eulogy instead of his comedy stuff. Who shoot Undertaker's shooting a lot in this shooting, phone. Brother. He is. He uh, so he can't do a backdrop. He right now. accepts the challenge by Mankind and The Rock for the tag titles tonight. However, it will be a Dark Side Rules match. That's <laughs> just like what? Uh, they will have a <laughs> surprise for him, for them later on. Uh, we got a promo with Ivory. Ivory makes fun of Houston. Says that the airport smells like pee. There's a ton of cockroaches here. Yeah, that'll get him. Make fun of their airport. Your airport <laughs> smells like piss. Yep. Got him. Ivory uh, accepts the challenge from Luna. So we have a women's championship match in. Uh, at Unforgiven. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Luna cool. and Ivory. And then no, Luna. I'm marking out for the show. Then Ivory's <laughs> like, let's have some fun and let's pull a fan out and me beat the crap out of them. However, she pulls somebody out. However, it's Luna dressed up in an outfit. Uh, then the, Ooh, thunk it. Then the bell rings, I guess, as we have a match. <laughs> Luna powerbombs Ivory and D teaser for the win. Cool. Straight, straight trash, homie. Let's go with Michael Cole with D'Lo Brown as they're facing each other off at Unforgiven. Okay, hold on. Before I forget, the one good thing about Impact and its cheesy comedy stuff it's been doing lately is D'Lo Brown's a, an agent there, right? Yeah. So he, he, 
they did the whole wrestler's court over who shot a wrestler. Right. And he was the judge. And you find out that D-Lo stands for DeLorean Brown. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, they're facing each other at <laughs> Unforgiven DeLorean Brown. Can you please call him DeLorean Brown from now I got on? it. Um, Henry broke up their friendship, so DeLorean will be looking out to get him back. Uh, then all of a sudden, Mark Henry shows, out, shows up out of nowhere and hits DeLorean in the back with a chair. I can't sign off on this. Henry grabs a trash can and hits him with it. Uh, we see Shane hyping up Vince as Vince is like, saying, I'm not 100%, but I'm going to do my best. Then all of a sudden, we see DeLorean driving off somewhere. We don't know where. We go to the rooster with Tess and Stephanie. Tess says that uh, Jarrett went too far by putting his hands on Stephanie, and he wants a street fight with Jarrett tonight. So, it wasn't too far when he bashed an 80-year-old woman in the head with a guitar, <laughs> but he put fine. a half s 34 on Stephanie. No. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, then Jarrett comes out of nowhere and says he doesn't want a street fight, but he wants a mixed match tag match tonight between uh, Tess and Stephanie. It'll be him, them two versus him and Deborah. Deborah looks oh so happy at this news. And uh, Stephanie says that you're says you're on. Um, it's on like Donkey Kong. So let's go to our next matches. It's the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. Hmm. The Acolytes join commentary. He thinks there's a future in that match. Uh, that uh, <laughs> as the Dudleys have their like, thou shall not mess with the Dudleys, thou shall not this that. Uh, it's somehow dumber than DDP's thing. Uh, according to the uh, acolytes, thou shall not drink uh, our beer, thou shall not mess with our rants, and a uh, public enemy must have not told them not to cut a promo on us. Uh, Stevie Richard, Richards comes out and dressed like a Dudley. Um, Gangrel and Richards get into it. Um, Bradshaw, we already ran a crappy team out uh, from a crappy wrestling company, and we're <laughs> doing it again. Uh, Jeff Hardy tries to do a hurricane run into Bubba on the outside, but Bubba catches him and power bombs him on the ground. In my mind, this match focused on the commentary of the Acolytes setting up their match with the Dudleys at Unforgiven. Then all the teams brawl after the match. I like... I gotta say, I I thoroughly enjoyed the commentary by the acolytes. Uh, I know Farouk was saying something like, uh, "I mean, knock that stutter off him or something." But um, I wish he would. <laughs> Just my God, he might though. That's terrible. Uh, Deborah, we go backstage as Jarrett's telling Deborah, "We gotta go, we gotta go." As Deborah's with the uh, makeup lady Janet, and Jarrett wants no, has no words for Janet, so he puts her in the figure four. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it's like Hannah Barbera oh, shit. Fuck man. Then we get a recap of Jeff Jarrett attacking women. I just, I just want him like supermarker just like takes out the cashier, <laughs> goes to the gas station, takes out the clerk, tries to go deposit his some money in his bank. <laughs> Figure fours and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our next match is uh, Jeff Jarrett and Deborah with Miss Kitty versus Test and Stephanie McMahon. Well, Stephanie never gets in the match because this is a squash Shocking. match. Shocking. Uh, Tess pump say. hammer slams and big elbows on Jarrett, and then Tess tags in Stephanie, and she makes the pin. Cool. And then... Oh, they're burying the fuck out of him. You are correct, sir. And then after the match, uh, Deborah... He's here forever. I don't know why you'd bury him so much. He's, he's the greatest... Years I, to come. He's the greatest IC champ, right? Years I can't, to come. I can't figure out why he would want, want to be here. Yeah, I'm telling you... Each week, I'm more and more in his camp. It's oh, yeah. Weird. Uh, after the match, Jarrett yells at Deborah and then puts her in the figure four. 
is like his version of the cattle prop in Scott Hall. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> I never thought I'd be laughing, but the way he's doing it, Jeff Jarrett, woman beater, is one of my favorite gimmicks of the Just year. Just like out of nowhere. You know what? Thank you for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I said no salt on my fries. <laughs> Figure four right there in McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, we get a uh, we go backstage and we see China and Triple H talking. We so see some limited breadsticks. Figure four. Figure <laughs> four. Uh, we see Mankind and Rock uh, and the Rock walking. As you, you see Mankind asking, "We're we doing that Rudy Poo stuff tonight." Uh, we see <laughs> and the Rock said, "Rock doesn't hear what you're saying." Yeah, Rock don't hear you. Uh, we see Big Show walking, and then we see Undertaker talking to someone, and it turns out that he's talking to Kane. Uh, ish. It was a short Kane. <laughs> I. You don't say. Yeah. Kind of. Was well, it Was it Kane's yeah. plan all along? <laughs> yes. Actually, Kane's behind the sting turn, too. Kane is sting. <laughs> so our next match, it's um, uh, Mankind and the Rock versus Undertaker and Big Show. But first, Rock comes out in dress clothes and street clothes, and then he decides to cut a promo. He wants to know what a dark side rules is. Let me guess. It's just Midian Viscera coming down. <laughs> Midian has his Mickey Mouse uh, tattoos. Viscera is a fat, fat Albert. Um, wow, a fat, fat Albert. Jesus. Shoot, brother. Uh, Rock says uh, d- d- uh, he came up with, the, with his own, uh, since Undertaker says he has so many writers that he came up with his own thing right now. Undertaker says he's the phenom from hell. Well, come on down and get your ass checked into the SmackDown Hotel. Uh, Big Show comes out wearing street clothes, too. I wonder if there was heat for him doing that line about writers as Rock had his own writer in uh, Brian Gerwitz. Maybe. Taker seems really fucking pissy. Yeah, it's like, a weird thing to just throw out there. Super pissy, man. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like something they'd want to throw out there. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, he's been shooting in promos a lot lately, too. I mean, not just on Rock. Yeah, for everybody. Uh, Big Show comes out in street clothes. Undertaker joins commentary, and guess what, guys? Midian and Viscera come out and join the match. You don't say. Uh, Rock hits a rock bottom on Viscera, but then Big Show goes for a choke slam on Rock, but he kicks him in the crotch. Mankind Midian on fighting on the outside. Lights go out, and here comes Kane. By God. Kane gets on the top rope. It looks like he's going to clothesline uh, Big Show, but he clotheslines... Uh, I mean, clotheslines The Rock, and he clotheslines Big Show instead. This is, pisses off Taker. Uh, Mankind puts Mr. Sacco on Midian, and then The Rock hits the rock bottom, and People's Elbow on Midian for the one, two, three. Rock does a little slide uh, for the People's Elbow, and your new tag team champions, two-time The Rock and Mankind. Well, this title's been a fucking hot potato since uh, right before SummerSlam. Yep. Since August 9th, to be precise. So it's weird, right? They finally have a tag division, and instead of just making one team look strong, just, everybody gets a turn with the belt. It's weird. And, it's, and it's not even regular teams either. It's the superstars put together, they're getting the belt. Yeah, it's weird. Let's go to the Rooster, shall we? As he's with, <laughs> no, no, that's not. And as he's with Marianne. It's really not. Rooster brings up the allegations that she has against Chaz. Uh, she has a giant bruised mouth. Uh, she says she made a mistake by uh, making out and doing stuff with Stasiak. So, guys, question before we move on. Sean Stasiak mm-hmm. had, had an affair a couple weeks ago. Yes. And then last week, he's the baby face heel. WWE, baby. What I don't understand is that um, 
before he was making out with her, his gimmick was that he was oversexed and didn't want anything from ten, from women. So the very next week, he's cheating on the two women he's got. <laughs> and now he's the baby face heel. Whatever. Checks out. Uh, Chaz comes out and wondering what's going on. Then the police show up and take Chaz away. Not to mention, trading from Terry to Marianne. Downgraded. That's downgraded. a downgrade, downgraded. And a half. We had she, a, she's a Cincinnati six. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like a Vanita two. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, we go backstage with the Undertaker telling show made in Visra that they're going to go hunt uh, Kane. Put your mask on. Speaking of Sean Stasiak, it's Sean Stasiak versus Steve Blackman, but Val Venus... Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. hey, Sorry, black man. There you go. As Val Venus comes out and joins commentary. Oh. I think she's just mentally challenged. Because if you notice, <laughs> when the show started, she, she did call him Vince McMahon. McMahon. She Mac almost man. Br- she almost briscoed it. Black man, Macman. <laughs> Uh, Val's on Val's on commentaries as he's just making a ton of sex uh, sex jokes. Jr. asking where the where's that buzzing coming from. Uh, Blackman goes out and gets uh, the lethal weapon. (laughs) Damn you, loopholes! Loophole, baby. Uh, This was so hilarious. There was a vibrator in the bag. Ah, ah, it's a pussy toy. Yep, black man uh, grabs uh, his bag and then name. pulls out a vibrator. Then Stazak wins with a roll up. What's this? Black man says as he shakes it. Oh! Like, well, Steve, that's um, a tool commonly used to pleasure women. Well, he's the lethal weapon. He wouldn't know anything about that. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, we see Undertaker looking for Kane. Uh, Shane hyping up Vince, and then not find Kane. Just go to the darkest fucking corner of the building. He's where he always is. The cameraman fucking knows where Kane is. <laughs> find that guy. Come and knock on my door. Come and knock on my door. Then uh, we do Three's Company <laughs> with Terry, Jackie, and Kane as Jack Tripper. <laughs> Whoa! Yes, I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> gay for men. I am gay for men, Mr. Roper. So, Zen, let me just cut all that out of y'all, please. Just like that. So, who, who? <laughs> of course, Vince is Mr. Roper. Okay, good. I was going to ask who's Roper. Um, Undertaker. <laughs> Under, uh, Undertaker comes out and calls out Kane. Kane comes out, but um, show Midian Viscera attack him. Then they pour gasoline on him and they have a blowtorch. <laughs> Give up the blowtorch. Because, you know. Fuck, dude. Can you just have a match? Because, you know. Damn blowtorch? No, burn like him, baby. Burn ass! Like your Riggs and Murtaugh and Lethal Weapon 4? Jesus Christ. Uh, mankind comes out with a baseball bat and fights them all off. They walk up the ramp, and then all of a sudden the rock comes out of nowhere and hits like love taps all three, and then he walks up to the ring. Who's scared of the big black bat? Well, we see China and uh, Triple H still talking. We go off site and we're at, and we're at a cemetery, but then all of a sudden the camera pans across the street and there's Al bearing the r- remains of Pepper. I gotta say, shitty storyline, but I did love this part. Of, like him, like, well, they said I couldn't put you in there, so I, uh, I did as well, best I can do. That's the next part. I'm like, Jesus, then my the, God. Then the Rottweilers are barking, so they can't do that. He apologizes for Pepper that they couldn't get a uh, 
ceremony, and then GTV uh, photo f- uh, frame of Boss Man pissing on the graveside <laughs> of Pepper as he they uh, couldn't uh, show it. Even GTV has a standard, I guess. Why was somebody? You know what? We should have Ray Trailer be the most hated man in America, <laughs> right? Because you know what really makes people angry? Uh, murdering a dog. And then having piss on that dog's eating grave. Eating him. And then pissing on his grave. <laughs> Good <laughs> fucking lord, dude. I'm telling you, he's a fucking, he's a Hanna-Barbera supervillain. It's like him and Jeff Jarrett. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking Scooby-Doo over here. Yeah. God damn. Um, How'd I gotten away with a two for one for you stupid kids? As he's twirling his nightstick. <laughs> Unmasked psychosis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boss man comes to like the ring. Boss man in the psychosis mask. Is that what this all is leading to? Maybe. Boss man goes to the ring. He starts to talk, <laughs> but then he's interrupted by hardcore Holly. Holly says that. Uh, I got a deal. <laughs> I want to beat on a dog. How about you beat on me? Uh, Holly says, "Yeah, it, it, you, you that you can t- uh, beat up dogs and stuff. So why don't you try and take it out on me? So our, and make it a hardcore match. So our next match for her har- a so hardcore Holly's match. A face <laughs> hardcore Holly." Animal lover animal. versus big boss man. <laughs> animal hater. Animal murderer. Don't, yeah. don't you? Animal desecrator. I do remember a couple weeks ago, has, as uh, Corey, you you did say. Yes. Didn't boss man go to events like, hey, I can't do hardcore matches. Yep. I'm done. Yep. Well, well, well on house shows as well. Uh, well, well, during this match, um, Hardcore Holly uh, grabs JR's Kool Aid. Uh, Glass Kool Aid. It was a Moscow Mule, sir. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, come on. It was Kool Aid, as they were calling it. And then decides to throw the glass jar into Boss Man's face. Jesus Christ, dude. Even, then, even Nick Gage was like, God damn, bro. <laughs> I, I have an eye thing, so it bothered yeah, me. No, I'm uh, Al, was... Then Al Snow shows up um, on the uh, Tron and says that uh, let me show you what will happen at on Sunday. The, he has the Rottweilers with one of those like stuff figures that the cops use. How the Rottweilers wouldn't really do anything until they finally got him to. Uh, then Al says, "Live if you can, survive if, if we let you." I wonder where he got that line from. Oh, fucking Taz is on the phone already. He's still in my catchphrases, brother. Uh... I mean, you just see Bossman walking back. You're like, mother that fuck. I have swollen as shit. He's lucky he fucking kept it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Bossman handcuffs Holly Jesus. to the ring, but then cr- but Crash hits him the, with something, and then Holly wins. They finally get Bossman to walk up the ramp, and you just see cuts underneath the eye, above the eye, and his eye swollen. Oh, my God, dude. No, thank you. Hard fucking pass. Uh, then we go to uh, off-site as we see we're at a strip joint, guys, and we see Mark Henry getting a lap dance, but then DeLorean Brown shows up and then jumps him. <laughs> and uh, they have a, a, a strip club brawl for a little bit. Uh, we see backstage with um, uh, G- uh, China and Triple H walking, but then all of a sudden Jeff Jarrett comes out of nowhere and tries to hit a guitar, uh, hit China with the guitar, but she ducks. Then they're separated. Again, Jarrett looks like the biggest idiot nonce <laughs> in the history of the fucking planet. Let's go to our main event. It's Triple H in China versus Shane and Vince McMahon. Uh, Triple H says uh, at Unforgiven that he will be 
um, champion again, yes. and that he is the game, and he will be champion again. Uh, Shane comes out. They cut backstage, and guys, there's a forklift in front of Vince McMahon's uh, uh, door. Let me out of here. I got a match. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, all of a sudden, Tess comes out. So, guys, Tess is joining. Makes sense. That was the damnedest thing I've seen in a while. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's like JV, like I really need like a touchdown there. But not, not, like, I won't lie, I need the touchdown. God, not the, the uh, fuck was that? The bad news bears play football. <sighs> Fucking so yeah, test takes Vince's place. <laughs> yep. Uh, Doctor Tom is the ref. Uh, Shane goes to the Bronco Buster, but China puts the legs up. But uh, this is the one time that I noticed. That Shane caught himself on the second ropes and then he flew to the middle of the ring. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shane fights for most of the match. Uh, they do the te- test tags himself in multiple times. However, Rap doesn't see it. Jarrett comes out and attacks Test. China and Jarrett begin to fight and they fight up the ramp. Triple H low blows Shane. The ref begins to argue with Triple H and then Triple H punches the ref. Triple H then pedigrees Test and Shane. Tess grabs a chair and attacks Tess's injured shoulder, what he got hurt last week. Uh, Triple H then attacks uh, Shane with the chair. Then Triple H music hits. I'm like, this is a weird ending because it's just him beating up the faces and then he walks up the ramp. And then uh, Vince McMahon comes out with the chair and hits Triple H in the face, stands over him and slaps him in the face multiple times. So, So that was Raw. So guys, what was the better show? Raw. 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 Having said that, though, uh, Nitro had the much better wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. But Raw was a better show. Well, how do you think the ratings did? I mean, well, it's been I'm, close. It's been close. A, no, last week wasn't close. No, that's true. I have a sneaking suspicion Raw trounced it again. So let's go to the ratings, shall we? As last week, uh, WCW got a 3.3 and WF got a 6. This week, WCW got 3.1. Oh, Jesus. And Raw got a 6.1. Yep. So mm. we're kind of going back to that normality of, um, you know, WCW ain't doing good against Raw, even though they're trying to do the, we're going to sh- shove a Sting title match in hour one, a Flair promo in hour one, the Cruiserweight tag match in hour one to see if we can get you guys to stay on our thing. But I think it doesn't help that you then, for me, you move on from, you do the Ben Wall sting match, and then your next match is Scott Armstrong versus Berlin. So, uh, there's going to be more to discuss. So let's get into, uh, let's go to the award show. Let's start off with uh, best match. Sting and Benoit for me. Uh, for all the reasons I mentioned earlier, this match was absolutely fucking phenomenal. And uh, I encourage those who have not watched it to watch it. 
and just picture Sting and Flair. Corey? I'll go with the opening match, but I am going to go back and uh, watch the Sting Flair match with a fresh set of eyes. Uh, I'm going to go with the opening match as well for Nitro, the Psychosis um, Hoovy. That was my second one, and then Eddie and Saturn was also very, very good. Mm-hmm. There was three very good matches on the intro. Uh, what was your worst? What was my worst? Uh, and funny enough, Berlin and Scott Armstrong. I went Goldberg and Nobbs. I went Nobbs, too. Goldberg and Nobbs. Guys, who was your MVP? Uh, Rock and Sock. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, went one, this might shock everybody, Richard Flair. Ooh. Yeah. thought he was actually pretty much the most entertaining part of the show, not besides Rock and Mankind. So back to normal for Nitro then. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Dude. We might look back at the year end awards. We might look back at his, his promo last week as the truest statement of 99. Hell, you guys can't do this without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my MVP goes to um, no. Mine goes to the Rock for the pro- for, for the Rock for all the promos he was cutting. Although I will they're say entertaining as they're entertaining. He knocked everyone out of the park. Yeah, but these last two weeks, I think they are they're relying too much on Rock he, promos, multiple per show, mm-hmm. and it's like you know it, he's talented enough to pull it off. It, but eventually, you're gonna, it's gonna get run into the ground. It's gonna be monotonous. You better. It's pull like back a I agree with you, but like these, like for tonight here, you know, t- talking to the fan, the elderly woman, like ah, yeah. I'm not gonna tell you to. Sh-. No, and it then, was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, who was your motive? Ivory. She actively makes that show worse. That voice, man. It's fucking grating. Uh, let's see. Saginaw, Ohio, come on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, 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 Ivory. Yeah. She's, um, whew. But there's claim to the WWF no, Women's Champion. She wasn't originally on Glow. Yeah, yeah. You can see why you got canceled. How the mediocre have fallen. Um, uh, I'll join you guys so you, uh, Booble can put it down in his, uh, in the statistics of Ivory. Hey, Corey. Yeah. A WTF. Mine's a positive WTF. Ooh. This is rare nowadays. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Since Bischoff's dismissal. Keanu? No. Since, the, since Bischoff's dismissal, the show hasn't been great. But I do see a renewed sense of direction. Whether that direction is good or not. That's that's to be determined, but mm-hmm. I do see a sense of direction, and I do see trying to develop some people. It's just the fact there is a direction is yeah a positive step forward. So I that's what I wanted. That's my WTF is I do see positive movement. Whether that's about to be shot in the foot in a couple of weeks, we'll see. <laughs> Ruble, uh, mine was um the lackluster Scott Steiner return. Uh, well, I don't know what the answer would be to this question, but I feel like there's a better way to bring him back. Uh, publicize it, get some people. He was a huge part of your show when he left. That's why it's lackluster to me. Maybe he, pub um, it. 
get some eyes on it. Or have him, I don't know, not be the lackey for Rick Stein. I don't know what this is. This was bad, man. It was different. Not, not the way you bring back a star. No. No. My um, WTF goes to WCW in a positive way as well. You gave us three good matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer that's going to be. Right. Those three probably should have been on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, also, WTF being the fact that um, you had a six-man tag for next week. And the, I, what's the name? They're building. The building to, like, a war? They should have done that, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. They're just playing games with us right now. Quit playing games with my heart. Quit playing games <laughs> with my heart. <laughs> so this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. We have the Midweek War Stories, where we will be no marking out no selling for... WWF, Unforgiven. That's right. That should be fucking something. Thunder's back because of a hurricane didn't uh, flood them. But I feel like it, they did at the same time. Because I don't know if it was live or taped. We'll find out on the Midweek War Stories coming up. You can listen to all our podcasts wherever you get them at NoSellEntertainment.com. Mostly at NoSellEntertainment.com. But give it a listen. At where? NoSellEntertainment.com. And also, you can listen to all our podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. Fucking do it.